Lotus FM News with Tracy Valaidam. Good morning. Security has been tightened in Johannesburg, where there were further attacks on foreign-owned businesses overnight. Police fired tear gas and rubber bullets to disperse crowds in eastern Johannesburg. Around 200 foreign nationals have taken refuge in a local police station. Men of various countries, especially in Africa, are closely monitoring attacks on foreign nationals in various parts of South Africa. In the greater Durban metro, five people have been killed since the attacks started Two weeks ago, thousands of others have been displaced during the looting of businesses owned by foreign nationals. The city hosted an anti-xenophobia march yesterday. Dumisani Shange reports. The African Union and the United Nations has described the attacks as unacceptable. Other countries are starting to repatriate their citizens from the volatile South African townships where they have been kicked out. These attacks are painting a bad picture of a country which is expected to host the African Union summit in the near future. The country is also expected to host the Olympic Games in 2022. Soccer players from Africa who ply their skills in the country are not happy either, and so are South Africans living and working in other parts of Africa and the world. There are calls in Zimbabwe for people to boycott South African businesses and goods following the violence against foreign nationals. Zimbabwe has set up a task force to assist victims of the attacks. The Zimbabwe Foreign Nationals Department says one Zimbabwean has died and 800 others have been displaced. Over 2 million Zimbabweans are estimated to be living in South Africa. Authorities say in Zimbabwe they will assist in facilitating the return of those who want to come home. The ZANU-PF's party youth league's Tongai Kasukura Were say they plan to mobilize people to march on the South African embassy to demand greater action. What is happening in South Africa, it's our fellow brothers and sisters who are going through uh, this barbaric uh, sort of, you know, it's, it's, for us, I mean, we look at it, it's going to transform into a genocide. People are losing their lives on a daily basis and we feel that, you know, it is our duty. As, as youth leaders of, of this country to make sure that the government understands the plight uh, of our fellow uh, Zimbabweans in South Africa and also that the South Africans themselves also take action. Shifting focus this morning, the Democratic Alliance says it will not release any names or say how many candidates have submitted nominations for the leadership race until the closing date for nominations. That's according to the DA Executive Federal Chairperson, James Self, who will also stand for the position. Nominations will shut uh, at 5 o'clock in the evening on Friday the 24th of April. Uh, We are not releasing the names of any of our candidates ahead of that. Uh, The reason for that is that it is possible that some candidates might put in a nomination and then when they hear that somebody else is putting in a nomination they may wish to withdraw. And secondly because the Democratic Alliance undertakes probity checks on our candidates to ensure that they are members in good standing. But once we know that we will make an announcement. Abroad this morning in Britain, opposition party leaders have taken part in a televised debate three weeks before the country's general election. They've unanimously criticised Prime Minister David Cameron for refusing to appear. The Labour leader, Ed Miliband, has come under fire over his spending plans. The BBC's Sean Karun 
reports. The most striking image of the night was the sight of a political stage dominated by women leaders. The absence of David Cameron and Nick Clegg meant there was no one to defend the coalition's record. Once again, the SNP leader Nicola Sturgeon showed she's no slouch when it comes to these events. This debate was certainly a risk for the Labour leader Ed Miliband and he was challenged from both left and right. But there was no question that he was the only one of the political leaders on the stage who could actually become Prime minister in three weeks time. Back home, the sentencing of former tennis champion Bob Hewitt will start in the North Gauteng High Court shortly. Hewitt has been found guilty of two counts of rape and one of sexual assault. Vicentia Ngobize from Women and Men Against Child Abuse say they are hoping for an appropriate sentence. We want Bob Hewitt to get direct imprisonment because if he gets anything else, it's going to be a shame and it's going to be unacceptable because the only message that Hewitt can get is by feeling how it's like for your power to be taken away, like he used his fame and power to violate those young girls at that time and have them having to deal with this ordeal for decades of their lives. So he has not shown any remorse. Your top story at nine, security has been tightened in Johannesburg where there were further attacks on foreign-owned businesses overnight. For Lotus FM News, I'm Tracy Vlitham. I'll be back with more news at 10.